Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode. So it's going to be a lot going down in this episode, but this is also going to be a very fun episode. The previous episodes, we went into a lot of things, right? So we're going to make it a little bit lighter, <laughs> okay? The holidays are here, so we're going to talk about champagne and wine. I'm going to get into how that topic came about. Before I do that, I have some housekeeping things that I need to go over with you. I got to do it. I got to. So if we are connected on Instagram, let's, let's fix that, okay? I am at cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. And the podcast Instagram is enchantress underscore society underscore podcast. Now I have a surprise for you. I am hosting a giveaway. That's my little drum roll. (laughs) So this giveaway will be going down for just a week. So next episode on the 23rd, I will announce the winner or winners. Here's the prize. A one hour strategy and Oracle reading session with yours truly. All right. Now you can win three of those. Here's how it's going to go down. Here are the ways you can enter. All right. Leave me a review on Apple. Leave me a review on Spotify. Follow me on YouTube. Now, if you haven't been liking the episodes recently, don't leave me anything. (laughs) Okay. Good reviews only. All right. Let's give each other a high five. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right, but in all seriousness, this is to help uh, even uh, more people uh, find my works, more connections, and you have the chance to win three strategy and oracle reading sessions. So if you want, you can have a reading for three months if you do it once a month. So you have uh, 90 days to use it from the date of the announcement. So let's see. So this is November. Actually, I'll give a little bit of buffer time because it will be mid-November. So you have until mid-December, January, till mid-February. I would say till the 23rd of February, all right? So you can get a reading this month, December and January, or December, January, February, all right? So... I will leave the link uh, to my YouTube channel in the description of this episode. Uh, If you're already following me on Apple, you know what to do. Spotify, same thing. All right, so that's going to be fun to see. Uh, And I will read uh, some of the reviews too. So you have a week, you can get it all in. You can win one, two, or all three. All right, no hose bar. All right, next, the 400th episode bundle celebration. Originally, I was going to have that be available up until episode 403, but then Spirit said, make it until the end of the month. So you have until the end of the month, all right, when the clock strikes midnight, (laughs) all right, to uh, get your bundle. So if you haven't... um, seen the bundle, you can go to tmariejohnson.com forward slash bundle. And it is three courses, three of my courses. And I will share my screen quickly. So 
so we can dive into the fun part of champagne and wine. So this bundle, you are receiving three programs of sacred sovereign sorcery, activating your inner goddess and the confidence cauldron. Now, the confidence, or excuse me, not the confidence, the activating your inner goddess price is going to go out to $100. So while it states here, valued at $255, actually it's $300 worth of material that you can revisit at any time, any level in your life for $77, okay? $77. Sacred Sovereign Sorcery. It's all about learning the basis of spellcraft and magic, embodying who you desire to be, how to work with the elements. This is so important because you work with the elements anyway. So why not do it consciously in unison with them? Uh, understand what vibrations and frequency are. That is the true currency. <laughs> all right. And, uh, and how to shift them to lead a sacred, sovereign, magical life. That freedom. So module one is all about enchant, enchantment, module two, embodying, and module three, prospering with activating your inner goddess. Uh, this was uh, a live mastermind, and I was answering a call for people who felt overwhelmed over it, and they were feeling guilty about expanding. So this is to help with freedom, confidence, and embodying the goddess you were meant to be. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, Sacred Sovereign Sorcery really diving into you, the inner goddess, working more on the goddess side. So that's the difference with the embodiment and the confidence and the freedom is different aspects. Day one, expressing yourself, followed by the goddess lifestyle and ending with the pleasure principle. The confidence cauldron is there to help you transform your confidence level. So we're solely focusing on confidence and getting down to the nitty gritty. I know that makes me sound old when I say this around my friends. They're like, really? I haven't thought of another phrase, okay? <laughs> and to create a strong foundation of confidence. So you're going to be reinforcing your confidence, okay? This is why I had their confidence levels, all right? And the cauldron symbolizes transformations as, as well as other things. So hence the name, the confidence cauldron. So module one is validating yourself. Module two is mindset academy. And module three is protecting your peace and happiness, something that I don't see too many people talking about when it comes to confidence, but it is needed. So that can be yours for the amazing price of $77. <laughs> that was my, my game show host voice, $77. All right, moving right along. Where are my notes? All right. Last but not least, uh, if you are new to this and you didn't catch the previous episode, I started a new company to help those, especially in the magical uh, space, magical community, personal growth community, spiritual community, to help create a podcast, or if you have a podcast, to help you expand your podcast. And this is called the Enchantress Podcast Network. So my team and I will be by your side every step of the way with production, editing, content, and so much more. All right. So I shared uh, a lot about it in the previous episode. The last episode is called Enchantress Podcast Network. So you can go ahead and listen to that, or you can go and visit EnchantressPodcastNetwork.com and get all your details there. All right. So 
this episode, the origin and why. So we are going to, in addition to talk about that, we're going to cover the properties of wine and champagne because one of the things I learned about um, understanding the history of something, even if you get uh, a, a, a synopsis of it, right, until you can really go down that rabbit hole, it gives you a better understanding, a better appreciation for what you put into your body, what you are using, how you're celebrating. It just makes it more magical. It holds more weight. Okay. And so that's why we're going to touch a little bit on uh, the history of wine and champagne, the properties of it, um, some magical holiday uh, drinks, okay, that you can do, um, some magical rituals, some deities associated with wine and champagne. And I'm going to pull an oracle card at the end to wrap it up. I'm still going to use my Halloween oracle deck. And this is going to be the last week that I use it. It's always spooky season. <laughs> For me, it's always witchy season. So um, I'm going to use it. So because I get to do what I want. <laughs> All right, long story short. All right, so let's get into it. Um, so the topic for this came from uh, the live Q&A from my Goddess Mastery Mastermind, which is midway, at, at the midway point now. Um, one of the students was, we were talking about the holidays and I, I forget exactly how we got to that point, but uh, while we were talking, wine and champagne came up and I said, you know what, that sounds like a, a good uh, episode for the podcast and her face just lit up like, oh my gosh, yes. So that was, I think last month. <laughs> so I said, oh, well for November, it'd be great. So I'm sure she would be happy to hear this. And that's one of the, the things I love about the live Q and A's is that you never know where it's going to go, but you always get great, uh, not even feedback. You just get that great interaction and all that jazz. So I am going to, and I will list all of my resources in a description so you can read more. So wine was first discovered about 6,000 years ago, and this is from Global Metal Wine Club. In either Mesopotamia, Palestine, Israel, or what is now called Georgia, it originally fermented by accident when native yeast stuck to the grapes stored in containers turned the sugars into turned the sugar in the grapes into alcohol. All right, the ancient Egyptians refined the sciences of both grape and growing and winemaking, excuse me, both grape growing and winemaking, and included wine and burial crypts for consumption in the afterlife. The Greeks spread winemaking throughout the Mediterranean, and the Romans turned it into a big business. The Spanish exploration of the New World brought winemaking to the Americas, while other Europeans took it to Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. All right. Now, when it comes to champagne, this I knew, and I think it was because it was a Jeopardy question, uh, so when it comes to champagne, the French monk Dom Perignon is thought to have invented champagne in 1697. But 30 years earlier, an English scientist discovered winemakers on this side of the channel 
had long been adding sparkle to their tipple. So there's, there is a difference with the sparkling wine and the champagne, because I thought, wait a minute, isn't it just wine and champagne? I'll get into that. And I'm going to mention that because just in case you're out somewhere and you'll just understand it better. I know how I used to feel when I was younger in a restaurant and I didn't know something. I thought, oh, great. Now they think I don't belong here in this restaurant because I can't even pronounce this word. I don't know. <laughs> Anyone ever felt like that? Now I'm just like, well, if I don't say the word and I'm not familiar with it, oh, well. <laughs> with growth comes security and wisdom and confidence. So to put this even more into uh, perspective for the holiday season, and this is from MarthaStewart.com. This uh, article was published January of this year. The world bought a record $6.2 billion worth of champagne last year. So in 2021, and I understand it was after all of that, even in my other research, the champagne industry is no joke. So with the holidays coming up, you see just how impactful it is and what that means to have that in your life. And the same thing with wine. It's crazy. So what does all that have to do with what we're doing and the holidays? Knowing that bit of information and understanding the money that's involved in the back of your mind, because the holidays bring what? Oh, I got to spend money. Oh, this and that. Keep in mind, there's more than enough money to go around. I want to say that. Yes, there are blockages in the way. Yes, there are some corruption and uh, systemic things that are in place. But just know by default, the money is there. One industry that does not suffer, <laughs> whether the economy is going crisscross sideways, is the alcohol industry, no matter what people will find a way. And that's the thing. Just, just keep that in mind. Okay. That the money is there. And this is one of the reasons why I talk about frequencies in the sacred sovereign sorcery, because that's important. All right. And of course we have to work through other things, but that's a start. So one is that, you know, appreciating a little bit of that history, that understanding. And two is that money is all around. So the difference between sparkling wine versus champagne is the fermentation process. That's it. All right. So the easy, and, and this is from the one of the websites that I'll, I'll leave in the description. All right. So that, that's the quick and short answer. All right. Now, um, sparkling wine can only be called champagne if it comes from the region of Champagne, France. So, I mean, if you want to be a little impressive, <laughs> you go into this restaurant, you know, or whatever, and someone's trying to say something, you can say, oh, it's from my favorite region in France. I'm joking. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I just love this. Okay. So, and also that's a nice conversation piece. Maybe you'll meet someone who was in that uh, region, or I guess they would say the Provence. I'm learning. So if you were to meet someone like, for example, I met someone who is from the Prosecco region in Italy. I was just like, oh my gosh, how cool is that? I love hearing people's experiences and, you know, what certain things mean to them because we hear these words all the time. Oh, do you want Prosecco? Um, Positano Coast is a restaurant in Philly. What does that mean? 
it gives a better appreciation and it adds to your conversation too. And it just helps with the confidence levels, right? So you just, you just know a little bit more. You don't have to know everything, but at least you can know a little bit more and a little bit more. All right. So furthermore, okay. Yeah. Champagne can only be made using Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier, I believe is how you pronounce that. Meunier, M-E-U-N-I-E-R, grapes. My French is crazy rusty. All right. So spare me. <laughs> All right. Have a little grace. All right. So you need three types of, uh, so yeah, the champagne. So you need three grapes is where I'm getting at to make champagne. And when it comes to wine, you only need one. Okay. Now going even deeper because we're going to get into the properties of grapes. So again, Prosecco, it's a region in Italy, Champagne, it's a region in France. You need three grapes to make Champagne. And the difference between the sparkling wine and the Champagne is just the fermentation process. That's it. All right. So grapes, the gender of grapes is feminine. So it's a lot of feminine energy with grapes. The planet is associated with is the moon. So just by hearing those two things, the moon, intuition, right? So you may even use wine. Wow, I just saw some golden lights flash. <laughs> All right, so I uh, got a little distracted. I was like, what is that? Um, so with the moon, again, the intuition, um, and we're going to actually, you know, I'm going to hold off on that because there's more and it'll bring it together better than what I was getting ready to say and tell a story. So the elements associated with grapes are water and earth. Some of the deities include uh, the god Dionysus, Hathor, and naturally the other uh, lunar goddesses like Luna, Selene. Um, some of the, the, the powers of the grape include fertility garden magic, mental powers, money, abundance, romance. So these are some of the things that it gives a boost of energy towards. All right. So one thing uh, that you have to remember is that everything is energy and it gives off a certain thing. And when we learn about what uh, energy properties are uh, associated with certain things, when we use it, we can consciously go, oh yes, wine, romance is a reason why you see certain things over and over again in certain situations, right? Uh, especially, um, let's say, let's, let's use uh, New Year's, right? We're going to see a lot of champagne, people toast to the, I, I say toast to the good life. So people are making toast. They are really in a way putting, putting their petition into universe, to the good life, cheers, okay, to great fortune, to us, to, you know, people do that. And when you're using these grapes, you know, through the process of now the wine or the champagne, you're literally calling in abundance. You're saying to this, and fertility doesn't always have to be with children. It can be a fertile environment for opportunities, for prosperity, for love, whatever you want, because 
the, the vines of the grapes are a representation of that too and its connection to earth. So it's being grounded, connected, uh, even in the tarot, the, the um, what do you call it? The pinnacle, not pinnacle, the, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. Anyway, hold on, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I'm pretty sure it's the, because I'm hearing Ace of Pentacles. Let's see. Let me see real quick. Okay, I was right. I don't know why I thought I was wrong. You know, sometimes when you spell something and it doesn't look right and you double check it, you're like, hmm, okay. So yeah, for some reason I was also hearing Ace of Pentacles. So I was looking it up and it has here represents new beginnings, opportunities, and potential. Yeah, so it's just one of those things that when you're, you're cheersing, you are bringing in blessings, you're saying to this, right? So when we combine that with the feminine aspect and the moon, that intuition, you're bringing it in. And feminine energy has a lot to do with receiving, okay? So it's just like, if you ever seen statues where their hands are like this, the feminine energy receive, you receive with this hand, you give off with that hand, the masculine hand uh, gives, uh, feminine receives. Now, some people also say, well, if this isn't my dominant hand, because some people say your dominant hand gives off, listen, okay, that applies too. What I'm saying here is typically in statues, when you see them like this, it's the giving and the receiving, okay? So keep that in mind the next time you are, uh, you're saying toast, cheers, Think about what you want to cheers to, what you want to toast to. It's like one of my friends said one time, you can't cheer on a, with an empty glass. It's bad luck. There's nothing in there, right? So uh, that's a very interesting take. So some of the magical uses um, that you can also incorporate when you are drinking wine or champagne uh, include having even a picture of it around on your wall, like the vines, uh, even if you want to eat raisins, <laughs> I know we're talking about champagne, but you know, the grapes, uh, you're going to get older and does this thing for fertility. Um, you can even use it in a money spell. So let's say you have an altar, you can get a cute little glass, a little cup, what have you pour some wine in there and have that as an offering to your ancestors, your deities, or even just an altar where you just pour in your energy, where you're focusing, and you can just have some wine right there. That's what I love about this uh, spiritual path is that you can get as creative as you want with this. So even if you want to take a sip of wine, and by the way, if you don't drink, you don't have to, okay? Eat the grapes directly, all right? Okay, this is... Uh, something fun to do for the holidays, right? Talking about wine and champagne because it is a billion dollar industry, right? It's it's a lot of wine and champagne going around. It's going to be a lot of get together. So why not use this form of magic, okay? And learn more about Dionysus, Hathor, uh, Luna, and Celine. So if you want to work with one of your deities and have the wine or the champagne on an altar, or if you're med not meditating, but if you're doing a spell and you want to drink that 
with a deity that I did not mention. You can totally do that. These are just some of the deities associated with grapes. Okay. Uh, yes. So I want to show you one uh, recipe from the crafts and cocktails book I have. And I had the author on the podcast I want to say last year and she talked about it and it's so cool it's um actually i'm going to pull it up i'm going to share a recipe and there's several other recipes but i just want to share one because it's so cool it's so witchy all right so i'm going to share my screen All right, so this is what the Reaper looks like. And this is from, I'm gonna give you the exact title of the book because it, it, this is a really cool book. So it's Witchcraft Cocktails. All right, so that's what this looks like. Now let's get to the ingredients. All right, so. We have here the cab, all right? So we have some wine, pure honey, pomegranate, pressed paws, and, and uh, if you want, snapshot it, what have you. There's so many other recipes in this book that are amazing. And this is a fall drink. So there's the spring, the summer, the winter, fall. She does a really good job in explaining the tools you need and everything. And you can make it look really pretty. There are just some beautiful cocktails in here. And it's it's funny because I'm a vodka woman. So I went right to <laughs> all the vodka uh, drinks. But anyway, so this is something you can do. You can make this drink and maybe uh, add a... a a special glass that represents fall or some fall or something magical for you. So this is what you can do. And it's a really cool thing. So that can add to your holiday spirit that can add to your aesthetics, your, you know, whatever you want to do, make it fun, make it so that it's also a conversation piece and you can be the hostess with the most is, right? You can just say, oh, this is from this region. And I decided to make this reaper. It's like, oh, okay, what's this reaper? I'm not going to die in my, no, no, no. It's not like that, right? And then uh, the author also gives the background of why she named it. So with the reaper, she goes on to explain that it's about endings and beginnings. So fall entering to winter. And it's just a really cool thing to do. So you can make it a ritual to make these drinks. You can have a get together and you make these drinks. You can pull an Oracle card. Okay. So it can be, oh, you know what? You guys are going to get an Oracle card with the drink. All right. And you can even do something like take pictures of an Oracle card with a saying or write on a postcard strength, love perseverance and really make it something that is like an oracle where it's interactive and it's a cool thing to do where it's a different type of tradition that you can start that's another thing too uh many people have been coming to me 
wanting to break away from the old ways of how they celebrate holidays and create some new ways to celebrate the holidays. And I commend them for that. That's not an easy thing to do. So you can start with making some uh, drinks, having a, a postcard flip down, and you can get different color postcards and say, you know, I'm going to make you a drink, pick a postcard, and that's your secret message. Okay. And then as you're going around again, you can just say, hey, like I got it, like this is from this region because it is fun. And you may meet someone who is really into it and you guys click and now you have your own little group. What I'm saying is you never know what's going to come out of this. Just have fun. Okay. Learn a little bit more about this process and really make it something that is in combination with what you want to attract in your life. So there's that fun aspect where you're, you're, you're making the crafts or the cocktails and you, you had that witchy spin on it. There's the conversational piece where you're learning more about what you're spending your money on, okay? What you're drinking. And then there's that other portion, that mystery portion where it's you're talking about it and you never know who is... Uh, listening or who wants to be involved and they might invite you to places where you can you can have wine tastings and even if it's not that deep for you you're not that big of a wine or champagne person it's something new and when we do that we're sending that notification to the universe hey I'm open to receiving the new I'm open to receiving things that I couldn't imagine because I left some things up to you and like I was saying I'm, I'm a vodka woman all right, I wasn't someone who would casually drink wine or champagne. However, I started doing that because in the US, people don't casually get together to drink vodka. All right, I used to have vodka on the rocks and uh, now I get vodka and cranberry. When I got older, I don't know, it's like when I hit 25, it was just like, eh. I mean, I can still drink vodka, it's just not as, not the way I used to. Uh, I, I don't drink as much now, but uh, <laughs> vodka on the rocks was my thing. And so uh, I started to get a, an appreciation for wine and champagne because, again, it's just not something people socially get together and, you know, talk over shots or shots of vodka or vodka on the rocks. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's just quick story. I remember one time I didn't know what to bring uh, to someone's get together because I, I just wasn't in the wine space yet. And champagne is you know, for more like celebrations. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I really don't know what to bring because I drink vodka. So it's a little bit of a learning curve. And that's what I'm saying to you is that it's sometimes a little bit of a learning curve, but it's a lot of fun. And I go to events where it's very casual and you get to learn about other people's passions when they make wine. I met a few winemakers. I met this guy who made blue wine. He's a chemist. And he, I was just like, what? That's possible? But that's the thing. Opening yourself up to experiences by doing something that is just fun and entertaining and you don't know where it's going to lead you. So yes, you could eventually get invited to places where all you got to do is look pretty and socialize and have some samples of wine, right? So that's what I have for you. Change the dynamic of your holidays. 
understand um, a little bit more about what 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 you're your I can't even talk what you are pouring your money into or at least contributing to in a certain way. And as you're looking at the bubblies of your champagne, know that you are blessing yourself. You're blessing the people who you are, you know, giving a toast to. And I also, I'm hearing um, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. I used to watch as a child, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. And let me tell you, that was, that, that show is a national treasure. There should be reruns of that because the glimpses of seeing what celebrities, the wealthy would, would eat and how their homes were designed is something that inspired me. Luther Vandross had fabric on his wall. He had velvet on his walls, forget paint, okay? He was living in the 2000s in the late 80s, early 90s, okay? He had a TV. I'm trying to remember if it came down from the ceiling or up from the floor. I think it came up from the floor way back then. Okay. And I'm saying this because again, cause I heard the champagne wishes and caviar dreams. What are your champagne wishes and caviar dreams? Okay. I like escargot. So, um, not a fan of caviar. So it, it would be my champagne wishes and escargot dreams, <laughs> my calamari dreams and champagne. But anyway, get creative, start thinking like that, start shifting in your life that way. And when you are taking that sip of wine, instead of taking a sip of wine because you're like, oh, I just had a long day and blah, blah, blah. Think of it like, I'm going to mentally unwind first. And this glass of wine is gonna be my treat. Cheers to me and abundance and tending to my spiritual garden, which is so fertile and beautiful. Cheers to me for being open to receiving opportunities. And here's to the next stage, next level. And, oh, I almost forgot my cards. And come up with some simple toast. I, I say to the good life, because that's what I want, the good life. Really the great life, but the good life has a nice ring to it. It's like the good life, right? The good life becomes great, becomes extraordinary and so forth. All right, so. Skeleton strength. I actually want to pull another card because this card be coming up a lot. But strength, again, is from the Halloween Oracle deck. All right. Strength. Have the strength. I'm hearing have the strength to create your own traditions. Have the strength to venture out and learn more. Learn more about the things that are already around you. Learn more, even by extension. Why is your city named what is named? Um, why, why? I'm hearing what, why did you do it? Just start, start asking all those whys because we just accept so many things. So start asking why the witch, earthly wearer, uh, weaver, excuse me, of the world. So what I like about this card is that she is, well, the light is making it. Let me see if I can fix that there. Now uh, you get it. So what she's doing is she's just creating her own world. So with that strength card and this world card and being a witch involves you understanding the energies. You're working with these energies around you, the elements around you and so forth. So work with what's around you. Understand with what's around you, even going back to the grape, right? Understanding the properties of the grape, what uh, some of the energies of the grapes uh, include or energy of the grape include, because again, 
the weaver of worlds, you're, you're creating a new world for yourself really in the process. I know it's starting off with something simple as, you know, just understanding the wine and champagne for the holidays and, and uh, using different uh, cocktails to make it very pretty and, you know, all that jazz. But understand too, at the basic level, or not even a base level, at, at a deeper level, you're working with things that really do influence an environment. So if you're with someone, you with your lover, you have a bottle of champagne because you're just celebrating life. Matter of fact, I was at my, my mom and stepdad's house earlier today and she had a bottle of wine, oh no, sorry, champagne that my friend gave her two years ago for her birthday. And she said, oh, I'm waiting for something. I'm like, you woke up today. I look at it like this. I'm, I'm the special occasion. You're the special occasion. We're all the special occasions. So every day is a phenomenal day. All right. Every day is a celebration. I told my mom, I said, you woke up today. You're alive. You're breathing without an, an assistance. You don't need an oxygen tank. You're walking. You're eating again, without any help. You have a house, you have running water. There's always something to celebrate. Crack that bottle. <laughs> Open that bottle. You know, wait for what? Wait for what? All right. Create that, create your own world. Do you really think people, it, it, okay, if we waited for something every single time just to open up a bottle of champagne, how many, okay, the champagne industry would tank. <laughs> really, if, if everyone in the world waited, no. So celebrate that. So when you're with your lover and you're like, oh, Let's cheers to us. Really do that. It's not just a little clang clang of the glasses and a commercial. Really embody that. And this is what I tell my students to savor the things you do because it makes it just that much stronger. When I sip my coffee, I really sip my coffee. When I eat my food, unless I'm really hungry because for some reason I didn't get a chance to eat, I'm savoring that. Okay, so when I'm cheersing, when I'm drinking that champagne, yeah, I want the bubbles to tickle my nose, okay? I like to watch the, the bubbles go up. I, I like all that, especially when it's in a cute glass. Take a picture. So <laughs> let's, uh, Spirit saying two more cards. All right, all right. Hidden Talents, the Night Song, Bird, in my favorite color, red, and Black Cat, Fortune Meets Opportunity. Hidden Talents, Fortune. Start using your talents and it can start with the champagne and the wine and watch the opportunities unfold. And some opportunities may look scary, right? Because the black cat gets a little bit of a bad rep. The opportunities may uh, come up where people would say, oh, I don't know if you want to do that. Do it. You have to make that final decision. You know, have, have a moment where you have a, a talk with yourself and, and really make the decisions for you. Understand everything else that's involved, but don't let people deter you from making a decision that you know you need to make that's on your mind, in your chest, in your heart, in your soul. We, 99% of the time, we know the decisions we need to make. We know the choices that we make can be good or bad a lot of times. And, and sometimes people still choose to make a bad decision and figure, oh, everyone, they'll just forgive and move on and stuff like that. But um, we have the time now to make better decisions and all that jazz. So make sure that you are taking advantage of your opportunities. Use those talents. How can you use your talents with wine and champagne during this holiday season? Again, could you have 
even if you're just starting reading oracle cards, I mean, we all start from somewhere. I remember when I first started, my friends wanted me to give them readings so many times. I'm just like, you should have just started, right? So, uh, you know, sipping and uh, champagne in, in oracle night with you and your closest friends. And you're pulling oracle cards and you got your face mask on and you're having champagne and, and you're watching some fall like movie or something like that. You, how can you do that? How can you incorporate your talents, your creativity with champagne and wine? And of course, again, if you don't drink, it's okay, right? If you do, and this piques your interest, interest, give it a try. And you know what? Tag me on Instagram, what you do with your wine and champagne. All right. So that's what I have for you. I will put in the description, uh, uh, again, the witchcraft cocktail. So you have that name and uh, my sources and other links. All right. So I'm sending you so many blessings, lots of love. I am rooting for you. Uh, be kind to yourself until next time. All right. Until next time.